The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now we're joined by transport commentator uh, Connor Faulkner. Good morning, Connor. Good morning, Pat. Hello. Now, now you've a, a few themes this morning, yeah. but the one I'm most intrigued by is the autonomous bus. Where is it running and uh, how? Well, this is a world first. It will be a completely robotic bus and it will take paying passengers and it will do its own thing. Um, And it's in an unlikely place, really. It's in Scotland. Um, And we think it's a world first. The Scots are very proud to announce it. And it'll be in in Edinburgh. It's a 14 miles, about a 22 kilometre route uh, between a park and ride scheme and a train and tram interchange in Edinburgh and Fife. And it will run that route autonomously itself uh, and passengers will use it entirely like a full-size normal Mm. bus and it will run on normal roads. Okay, but are they bus lanes? I mean, that's the question because uh, then it won't have to negotiate traffic. Well, it will interact with traffic, but it'll stick to a precise route. Uh, So if you like it, 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 in software terms, it's a bit like a tethered robot. It's out there on the open road. It looks like it's doing its own thing, but in fact, it's strictly constrained to its own lane. And there's a bit of a cheat built in as well, uh, belt and braces. There are actually two human staff members on this robotic bus, um, (laughs) which seems like a bit of overkill. One of them they're calling, I think, the bus captain, which is a rather grandiose term for what looks to me like a bus conductor. Um, So I guess he will be collecting fares and whatever. And then there's a person specifically employed to sit there watching the robot. Um, And this is something that I think as the technology matures, we look back on and think of it as quaint, a bit like the guy walking in front of the car with the red flag 100 years ago. So so basically this guy will intervene if the technology goes wrong. Yeah, correct. Um, And that's what he's there for. But I think in technical terms, that is really only to reassure the human passengers rather than for any technological need. The thing is an autonomous robot. It is a driverless bus um, and it will plough away doing driverless bus services along this route on public roads um, in Scotland. So yeah, a sign of things to come for sure. Very good. Now the NCT, it Mm. seems there are regularly complaints and um, we know something about last year's complaints. Yeah, well now this is either a good story or a bad story depending on your point of view. Uh, If we spin it badly, there are people who come out having done their NCT test and complain that a wheel fell off the car a week later or that they came out of the test centre and the brakes didn't work. Now that sounds rather alarming but in total there's only about 200 complaints um, and actually they do about 2 million tests per year so that's not a bad run rate and on the individual complaints themselves I think there's a couple of ways that they, they shake down. One is people have to understand that the NCT is not a guarantee and is not a replace for, for vehicle maintenance. What I've said by way of analogy is you go to the dentist for a checkup. He doesn't promise you you won't get a toothache the following week. You still have to maintain the car yourself. A lot of people will sell or buy a car thinking that it's perfect because it has its NCT. The NCT doesn't mean that. It's a visual check of some of the safety features and that's all that it is. Um, So it, it can come out of the NCT and still be defective if you don't mind the vehicle. Yeah. Uh, again, I mean, if there is a case where, you know, something wasn't tightened that had been loosened in terms of the inspection, that would be an issue. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. There's one here, but uh, some guy uh, said there's a difference of 90,000 kilometres between what it said on the NCT was the mileage and the actual mileage. And the guy says, you know, I can show you the previous NCT certs and I couldn't have driven all that yeah. number of kilometres y- in between. Yeah, so that feels very much like one human error, a keystroke Small error thing, in yeah. entry. 
monitoring a small thing. Um, and, and let's say in a system doing two million tests per year, you'd probably say that's a reasonably good satisfaction rate. Nevertheless, if something as alarming as a genuinely dangerous vehicle gets through the NCT and back out onto the road, we obviously can't be complacent about that. Now, car sales are up. Car sales are up. They're heading for a good year. SAMI have stats out that show that in March, there's a 37% increase in new car sales. Now, that's just March, so it's a little bit wonky. More meaningfully, since the start of the year, it's about 16% up on new car sales. And that's across the board. Commercial vehicles, light vehicles, HGVs, imports, all showing that the needle is pointing up. Um, And now that's comparing it to 2022. A little bit more meaningfully, if we compare it to 2019, so the last Mm pre-pandemic proper year, up nearly 10%. Again, okay. across the piece. So, um, you know, that could be a, a sign, I guess, of bottlenecks in the new car manufacture uh, chain working yeah, their way through. Suddenly become available. Suddenly become available. People had ordered cars and now a little they bit of pent up demand. But certainly very, very healthy. And I think ahead of expectations and, a, and a, a good indicator broadly. Any sign of price of the pumps coming down? Well, yes, but they have come down a little bit. They were at, uh, and we're looking at oil prices again today. Oil prices have been on that roller coaster. They had been coming down for the last couple of months. So we're down off the peaks of last summer, mercifully. We got through winter in a relatively benign manner, which is good news for all sorts of reasons including the Ukraine and Russia and everything else. But laterally, oil price is trending up again. So your retail fuel price now about 166 per litre for diesel. Unfortunately, um, that could go up again before it comes down. So government will have to think again about, about reimposing excise duty. They put a you know, temporary reduction yeah, on our and crazy Yeah, and it's to, to go on gradually. It's not to be restored in one fell swoop. Yeah, well, it was a crazy high rate of fuel taxation going into the pandemic. So, uh, um, you know, uh, reimposing it still looks like a poor mm. idea. Now, uh, finally, Connor, we were talking to Lara Marlowe in Paris about the uh, plebiscite, which yeah. happened very small uh, voter turnout, 103,000. And then the vast majority of them said, let's ban these rental scooters. Mm. So that's what Paris has done that uh, might spread to other French cities. What about us? I mean, have we got our regulations ready yet? Well, uh, on on Paris, I think it's a really wonky decision, uh, not a great piece of local democracy. And I think they're solving the problem. I think they'll regret it. I think there are better ways of solving the bad behaviour of leaving, littering the place with scooters. Your own a supermarket trolley solved it here. You know, so if you were charged a tenner on your app for not... There are other ways to fix Paris's problem. I think they've done a bad thing. Here in Ireland, we have a good law nearly ready. Last time I spoke to you about it, it was about three months away. It was at committee stage. Sadly, it's still about three months away. It's still at committee stage. It will be a pretty good piece of legislation when they get it signed. Best case scenario could be signed by Michael D. Higgins in June. We then need the department to write the regulations. Um, They should have that ready. I feel so Michael D doesn't won't. have to sign off on the regulations or the uh, yeah. the Doyle doesn't have to have precise regulations. Correct. This is enabling. In other words, it enables local authorities to write their own uh, Well, the Department of Transport, Department. but it's, it's the primary legislation that we need to bring in the rules that we've discussed on scooters. And it's all mm-hmm. debated and agreed. We need it done. We need it signed by Michael D. When that happens, the Department of Transport then has regulations that flow from it. Now, they should have those ready now, should have those ready now. And with the best will in the world with a bit of urgency we could have law by the summer 
I think it's more yeah. likely it'll be the end of this year. But it will be a good law when it finally gets uh, yeah, here. But will it be enforced? Because uh, Lara Marlowe was telling us in, in Paris, they have regulations like mm. you can't have two people on a scooter. Yeah. I regularly see two people on Constantly. a scooter here. Um, you can't uh, ride on the footpath. That's a regulation. But of course, people didn't obey these regulations. Yeah, exactly. Then they discarded the scooters uh, anywhere. And the problem is, I suppose, if you've got a scooter and it runs out of battery, what, what are you, you supposed to do? In Sligo, when we were there doing a programme, uh, I looked at They're their electric bikes scheme, yeah, and they have virtual parking spaces yeah. where you just leave the bikes and they have a stand. Mm. Uh, this is for the electric bikes. And that place is denoted just by painting on the ground easy because to it's do. determined by GPS. Yeah, exactly. Easy to do. And easy to do with scooters as well. Um, and in fact, you know, on public hire scooters, they, they technologically get sophisticated enough to know if you're going the wrong way down a one-way street or if you've mounted a footpath and maybe can chuck a 10 euro charge on your app yeah. for that naughty behaviour. Anyone who's used one of those GPS-enabled golf carts on a yeah. golf course, that if you attempt to drive in the wrong place that is not permitted to it'll golf carts, loudly at you, it'll yeah. stop. Yeah, stop and beep loudly at you and annoy yeah. you. There are very easy ways to fix. And as I say, Paris has gone for a big sledgehammer to crack to crack that nut. And I think it's done so in a fairly crude manner. Here in Ireland, we look like we're going to do it properly and sensibly. And that's a good thing. I only wish we could do it quickly. There's <laughs> been broad agreement on this for the last two, three years. The name of God, will you just get the work done? Delayed currently at committee stage in the Dáil. Conor Faulkner, Transport Commentator. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.